Welcome to episode 1 of Night of Scream. For today, I'm going to be reading from the r slash no sleep from um, Reddit. Now this first, well, the only story I'm going to be reading today is called I'm a Search and Rescue. I'm a Search and Rescue Officer for the U.S. Forest Service and I have some stories to tell. Alright, I'm going to start in 3, 2, 1. I have a pretty good track record for finding missing people. Most of the time they just wander off the path or slip down a smoke cliff, and they can't find their way back. The majority of them are heard the old stay where you are thing, and they don't want it far. But I've got two cases where that didn't happen. Both bother me a lot. And I use them as motivation to search even harder on the missing person cases I get called on. The first was a little boy who was out berry picking with his parents. He and his sister were together and both of them went missing around the same time. The parents lost sight of them for a few seconds and in that both both the, the kids apparently wandered off. When parents couldn't find them, they called us. And when we came out to search the area, we found the daughter pretty quickly. And when we asked where her brother was, she told us that he had been taken away by the bear man. She should have gave her berries and told her to stay quiet, that he went, wanted to play with her brother for a while. The last she saw of her brother, he was riding on the shoulders of the little bear man, and he seemed and seemed calm. Of course, our first thought was abduction, but we never found a trace of another human being in that area. The little girl was also insistent that he was a normal man, but but that he was tall and covered in hair like a bear, and that he had a weird face. We searched the area for weeks. It was one of the longest calls I've ever been on, but we never found a single trace of that kid. The other, one, the other was a young woman who was out hiking with her mom and grandpa. According to the mother, her daughter had climbed up the tree to get a better view of the forest, and she had never come down. They waited at the base of the tree for hours, calling her name before they could, before they called for help. Again, we searched everywhere when we found a trace of her. I have no idea where she could have possibly gone, because neither her mother or grandpa saw her come down. A few times I've been out, out on my own searching with a canine. And they try to lead me straight up cliffs, not hills, not even rock faces, straight to your cliffs with no possible handholds. It's always baffling, and in those cases, we usually find the person on the other side of the cliff, or miles away from the canine has led us. I'm sure there's an explanation, but it's sort of strange. One particularly sad case involved the recovery of her body. A nine-year-old girl fell down an embankment and got impaled on a dead tree at the base. It was a complete freak accident. But I'll never forget the sound her mother made when we told her what happened. She saw the body bag being loaded into the ambulance, and, and she let out the most haunting, heartbroken wail I've ever heard. It was like her whole life was crashing down around her, and a part of her had died with her daughter. I heard from another a SAR officer that she killed herself a few weeks after it happened. She couldn't live with the loss of her daughter. I was teamed up with another... SAR officer because we received reports of bears in the area. We were looking for a guy who hadn't come home from a climbing trip when he was supposed to, and we ended up having to do some serious climbing to get where he figured he would be. We found him trapped in a small crevice with a broken leg. It was not pleasant. He had been there for almost two days, and his leg was obviously very infected. We were able to get him to a, to the to the chop, and I heard one of the e, EM, EMTs that the guy was absolutely inconsolable. He kept talking about he had been doing fine, and when he got into the top, a man had been there. He said the guy, the guy had no climbing equipment, and he was wearing a he was wearing a parka and ski pants. He walked up to the guy, and when the guy turned around, he said he had no face. It was just blank. He freaked he freaked out and ended up trying to get off the mountain too fast, which is why he had fallen. He said he could hear the guy all night climbing down the mountain and letting out these horrible muffled screams. The story this story bothered the heck out of me. I'm glad I wasn't there to hear it.
One of the scariest things that ever happened to me involved the search for a young woman who had got separated from her hiking group. We were out late at night because the dogs had picked up her scent. When we found her, she was curled under a large rotted log. She was missing her shoes and pack, and was, she was clearly in shock. She didn't have any injuries, and we were able to get her back to walk with us to the base. Just wrote it off. Along the way, she kept looking behind us and asking us why that man with big black eyes was following us. We couldn't see anyone, so we just wrote it off some weird symptom of shock. But the closer we got to the base, the more agitated this woman got. She kept asking me to tell him to stop making faces at her. And one, At one point, she stopped and turned around and started yelling into the forest, saying that she wanted him to leave. These witnesses coming from all around us. It was almost like coughing, but more rhythmic and deeper. It was, it was almost like an insect-like. I don't really know how to describe it. When we were at the, when we were in, when we were within sight of base house, the woman turns to me, and her eyes are about as wide as I can imagine. Huh? A human could open them. She touches my shoulder and says, "He says to tell you to speed up. He doesn't doesn't like looking at, at that scar on your neck. I have a very small scar on the base of my neck, but it's mostly hidden under my collar. No idea how this woman saw it. Right after she says it, I hear the weird coughing right in my ear." and I was about to jump out of my skin. I hustled her to the ops, trying not to show how freaked out I was, but I have to say I was really happy when we left the area that night. This is the last one I'll tell, and it's probably the weirdest story I have. Now, if I don't know if this is true in every SAR unit, but in mine, it's sort of an unspoken regular thing to run into. You can try asking about it with other SAR officers, but even if you know what they're talking about, they probably won't say anything about it. If We've been told not to talk about it by our superiors. At this point, we've gone so used to it that it doesn't even seem weird anymore. On just about every cave, when we really get far into the wilderness, I'm talking 30 or 40 miles, at some point we find a staircase in the middle of the woods. It's almost like if you took stairs in your house, cut them out, and put them in the forest. I asked about it the first time I saw some, and the officers told me not to worry about it, that it was normal. Everyone I asked said the same thing. I wanted to go check them out, but I was told very empathetically that I should never go near any of them. I just sort of ignore them now when I run into them because it happens so frequently. I have a lot more stories, and I suppose if anyone's interested, I'll tell you some of them tomorrow.